1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I'm 40. Fucking lashing through it, lads. Um, I missed yesterday because I was dying. I went to Blind Boy Boat Club's live podcast where he spoke with Kevin Barry, which was absolutely fucking brilliant. If you're enjoying the recordings that I'm making with other people, and indeed the solo ones that I'm recording, like this one, get on the Blind Boy Boat Club uh, bandwagon. Uh, you'll find them on, a, on any of the podcast apps. Whatever podcast app you're listening to me on, just search Blind Boy. Just search Blind Boy. I think it's called the Blind Boy Podcast. So Blind Boy should get you there straight away. A great night, absolutely fantastic night. Uh, did the the Blind Boy pilgrimage with uh, one of my best mates, Dave Webster, who I've mentioned probably more than anybody else in this podcast and not had on for some strange unknown reason. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I was dying yesterday and didn't get around to doing it between driving back from Limerick and dying, basically, and having to do my days of work and, and everything else. But that's okay. And if you've missed a day doing push-ups or if you've missed a day writing with your left hand or maybe you've started meditating or whatever, missing a day is okay, right? You're going to have, you're going to, have to kind of allow yourself the breathing space to, to know that missing a day is okay. Okay, so I missed yesterday, and that's okay. But what's not okay is that I get away with missing it. I need to be punished for missing it. At least I do. Now, this, might, this might be a little bit too far for, for most, or if not all. But I'm going to punish myself for not, having, for not having gotten ahead of myself. What I should have done, I mean, I've gone out on the piss enough in my life to know that I wouldn't have been in the humour or the right frame of mind or have been arsed to do a solo recording the day after I went out, out on a night out on a lash. Particularly knowing full well and planning to go a little bit mad because it was the blowout that I needed and herself is due to drop a sprog now probably within the next fortnight. So, you know, that's just the fucking final nail in the coffin of my social life for the foreseeable future <laughs> a four year old and a newborn like so yeah the, I knew that like the, the, the ticket was bought for me as a present for Christmas so since Christmas I've known that whatever date yesterday was I should have marked that in the, in the calendar as you know hangover day, right off day and if I had done that if I'd been that little bit more prepared I would have recorded them on the double either on the Friday or maybe one of the days during the week, and I wouldn't have missed my day. So I need to punish myself for that. And the way of punishing myself is quite simple. I'm just going to have to do two of these today. Simple fucking as. So maybe if you didn't do your 20 push-ups yesterday, maybe do 40 today. Maybe even better again. Maybe do fucking 60. Because just going back and doing what you didn't do isn't really a punishment. You're not letting yourself away with it. You're not just arbitrarily giving yourself a day off. But there's no punishment. So you have to, not only do you have to make up for it, but you have to kind of go one step further. So maybe I'll record two today, and my one step further will be maybe two tomorrow. Again, that, that, that punishment, I think, has to be there. And if you can get that into your mindset, that you physically have to be punished to make amends. Because what will happen is, I'll do two of these today, and let's say I'll do two of them tomorrow, and I'll go, for fuck's sake, I'm not doing that again. That was a bollock. That was just unnecessary. When is my next hangover due? When, do I have a wedding booked in? Do I have, this year, say? 
or you know am I due to see someone I haven't seen in 20 years because they live in Australia like I have a mate out in Australia shout out to Conor O'Leary doing great things over in Australia a man I'll absolutely get on when he's whenever he's back but maybe he's due back in three months time and I'm gonna go out in the piss with him day after book in the hangover day but the point that I'm, I'm, I'm laboring to make as always is if you don't preempt these things, they'll, they'll happen again and again and again and again. So you have to put things into action in order to save yourself from the need of punishing yourself. Now, you might be saying, well, you could just kind of skip all that by not punishing yourself. But you will be punished. And anybody who's missed, let's say, a day or two of push-ups or meditation or whatever it is since the, this whole thing started, what is it, 12 or 13 days ago, so we're nearly two weeks in, and some of you are bound to miss a day. And if you haven't yet, you're bound to miss a day between now and the end. And you're going to feel bad about that. And you're going to feel like a bit of a fucking loser. A bit of a fucking waster. And it might demoralise you. It might demoralise you to the point of losing faith in the whole notion of this 40-day challenge type thing. And that's far greater a punishment Having that negativity, that is far greater a punishment than, you know, forcing yourself to do an extra 20 push-ups or an extra fucking bit of meditating or writing with your left hand or whatever the fuck it is that you've chosen. If you get demoralized about having missed it due to nothing more than your own ignorance, like in my case, I was ignorant of the fact that I was going to be dying on the Sunday. And I, I suppose I probably told lies to myself as well, saying, ah, yeah, look, I'm not going to drink that much and we'll, head, we'll be leaving Limerick early the next morning because, you know, I have a busy day ahead of me. Yeah, you know, 15 pints in and half a dozen fucking zombie tiki cocktails or whatever the fuck we were drinking. Good Jesus. Uh, shout out to Pharmacia, by the way. What a fucking great pub. And Costello's, great nightclub. Uh, I actually bumped into Mr. Boat Club himself and was chatting to him, I think, for a few minutes, but I was that fucking drunk. God only knows what I said to that man. Only remembered at like 8 o'clock yesterday evening that I even saw him. So that'll tell you the fucking dribbling mess I was. Uh, again, not really used to, you know, heading off and going bananas. Not the way I used to be. And it's funny, I'm kind of rambling now, but there's, there's something in that. I was chatting to a friend of mine, Tony Webster. He's a psychologist. And he's actually, he did a recording with me. We have like a two or three hour podcast there on the laptop somewhere. But it wasn't for publication. It was one of the hundred odd hours that I recorded before I started publishing these these podcasts. But Tony, Tony pointed something out to me, which uh, I thought was pretty cool. Myself and Tony would have done a similar amount of boozing to a degree. You know, like a, a decade of every weekend, you know, lurrying down points. And similarly, for the last decade, say, neither of us have done a whole pile of that at all. You know, in no small part of the fact that we've fucking grown the fuck up and have become, you know, adults contributing to society. Um, but he said that it's funny how you slip into that old role so easily. Like, I mightn't drink, I mightn't have a pint in six months. Easy, no problem. I might have you know, a little bottle of beer at home every so often and not finish it. Um, or I might have a glass of whiskey at home or, or whatever. Like, I, you know, I, I drink relatively regularly, but I wouldn't get drunk ever, really you know, a couple of times a year. So I mightn't have drank heavily for a year, say. 
But then when you go out and you're up blind by and you enjoy yourself and you're with one of your last mates and it's a big blowout, whatever, you slip into that piss head role of like in lorry 15 points, no problem, and wake up with a hangover. You you marry back into that role so fucking fast, it's kind of scary. And it was just something that I'd never really spoke, I'd never really thought about. It wasn't until Tony mentioned it that it, it kind of became clear in my head. But anyway, I digress as always. So yeah, if you've missed a day or two days, that's all right. That's okay. The message there is that's fine. Shit happens. Lives are difficult. Lives are fucking turbulent. You know, maybe you'll have a fucking funeral to go to. Maybe, you know, your child will be born. Maybe, you know, there are things that will pop up and will message your plans. That's absolutely guaranteed to happen at some point. And that's fine. But don't let yourself away with it. Now, look. If there's a fucking death in the family and you miss a fortnight of your 40-day challenge, maybe give yourself a fucking break and don't punish yourself. Like you have to, you have to kind of think for yourself. You have to have a reason for, have a fuck. Yeah, there's something like, have a reason for what you fucking do, and don't be just bouncing off the fucking walls. And this is getting back to kind of mindfulness. I've spoken about this before, but never really dedicated any serious amount of time to discussing it. Being mindful is essentially just being aware. And emotional intelligence is, is kind of the same thing to a degree. It's just a, an almost ever-present knowledge of the, of the mood you're in and what you're doing and why you're doing it. And planning stuff really kind of helps that because you're not going to end up doing something if you've your day planned out. And we often do that. We often, we come home from doing the shopping, but before we take the shopping out of the car, we say, oh no, I'll just, I'll wash these dishes now when I see them. And then you get a phone call and then the baby starts screaming. And the next thing you know, your fucking husband or wife is complaining about the fucking dodgy smell that's in the car. And you're like, oh, bollocks, the fucking ice cream melted two days ago when I didn't take the shopping out of the car when I was supposed to. It's after leaking in underneath the fucking floor of the boot and that's gone sour. And Look, if you can plan out your day and fuck me, talk about feeling like an absolute hypocrite saying these words. I don't do nearly as much as that, if any of it, that I should. But I'm lucky in a sense because my business kind of dictates where I have to be and what I have to do. So... I have my set days for my deliveries. I have the set day for when I have to soak seeds, for when I have to sow seeds, when I have to clean trays, when I have to fill trays, when I have to order compost, when I have to pay my bills. And all that kind of regimentedness, that has to happen or my business goes under. So that regimented element of my life is very important because without that, you know, I'd probably lie on, I wouldn't get up early, I wouldn't, I'd stay up late. I do what I did for fucking ever. Like, it's only in the last year or two that I've really kind of copped the fuck onto myself. And I've said this before, like, I love the idea of, I love the idea of, like, a fucking 15-year-old me listening to this shit. And maybe I was told this when I was 15. Maybe I'm repeating what I was told when I was 15. And maybe it just didn't sink in because I was 15. But I don't fucking think so. But what I'm saying isn't new. None of this is news to anybody. None of this is even particularly original. Maybe the format that it's been delivered in is. Maybe the, the fact that it's not kind of premeditated and it is a bit ran, rambling and it is a bit tangential and it is a bit ranty. Maybe that's, what, maybe that's what works for some people. Because it does seem to be working. 
I keep fucking hearing from people. And fucking shout out to all the cunts in Australia that fucking messaged me over the last couple of days. There was two lads out there. Uh, fuck, I'm going to butcher their fucking names now. Keith Commons was one. A friend of my little brother's. Who actually, interestingly enough, had been down a podcast rabbit hole when he lived in Ireland. And loved them. And thought they were really beneficial and kind of helped him get his fucking shit together. And my little brother, who's his mate basically annoying him to listen to mine and in turn listening to mine has kind of reunited him with his with his love of podcasting in general and he too is starting to get his fucking shit together but that was an interesting one because I know I've been I've been introducing a lot of people to podcasts generally there's a lot of people who are only listening to me because I'm literally the first podcast that they've listened to and there might even just be an element of nosiness they heard your man Frano that they kind of know is doing this thing and they've kind of, you know, dipped their toe and went, fuck, this is kind of, this is, you know, this is kind of enjoyable. Um, and I'm hearing from more and more people that they're fucking hooked, which is so fucking cool, it's unbelievable. Um, and again, had I not just bit the bullet and fucking done it, I never would have fucking known. Like, if, if I had polled my friends, if I had asked people that I know, would you listen to this? People aren't in a position to actually give an answer to that. Now, they might give you an answer, but how are they to know what they don't know, if that makes sense? And John Healy was another lad, contacted me from the other side of the fucking planet. He's a mate of Ivor's, never fucking saw or heard of me. Same with uh, Keith. Doesn't know me from fucking Adam. Both of those lads sent me emails, and I'll, I'll speak directly to them and to the rest of you so you can listen in. Don't underestimate... The, the impact that that has had on me. Um, like, John, you bollocks, you practically had me fucking bawling my eyes out with what he wrote to me. Just a heartfelt fucking thank you, basically, saying that he's been, you know, he's gotten a bit of motivation about, out of it, a bit of fucking inspiration, and so have a couple of people over there, and there, there seems to be, I don't know, maybe a group of, a, a group of guys out there, and they're kind of, they're talking about what, what they're listening to, and they're bouncing different ideas back and forth off, the, off each other. And, you know, it's, it's fucking helping. And to, to, to know that you're fucking helping someone anywhere, like, Jesus fucking Christ, how fucking cool is that? Like, that fucking fuels me with fucking energy to just, to just keep plowing on with this, this whole fucking operation. So specifically to you two cons, thank you very, very fucking much. Um, speaking about kind of being inspired and being motivated, there was a support act to Blind Boy down in Wicklow yesterday, or not yesterday, Saturday night, and Shane Davis, I think is his name, uh, he goes by the pseudonym Dirty Harry, I think. So Shane Davis, Dirty Harry, stick that into YouTube or Google or whatever and, and look him up. I don't know if he's a fucking poet or a rapper or a spoken word dude or... Maybe all of the above. And what he did... I don't want to say that I didn't like it. But it's just... I don't know. Just very new, very challenging, very different. So to say that I really fucking enjoyed it wouldn't be perfectly honest. Um, now, having said that, he blew me the fuck away. Oh, wow. The man's a fucking genius. The man stood up and... There was something about seeing an intelligent, articulate, 
creative person fucking just fucking smashing it just getting up on stage full of like the, the capacity of the place they're playing at was probably not great with numbers but let's say if it was 300 there was probably 600 people wedged into the fucking place and this lad is fucking strolling up and down the stage as if he's doing what I'm doing which is fucking pacing up and down my front room with fucking no one looking at me and just the, the, the delivery and the content and the whole thing just fucking worked. Now again, I don't know if I enjoyed it that much because it was so new and because it was so different and because it was kind of relatively challenging, I suppose you call it. I, I loved it, but I didn't enjoy it, if that makes sense. And I, I'm looking forward... I'm looking forward to to just basically trying to understand what it is that he's doing because it's it's not it's not music I don't think it's poetry it's not spoken word it's not rap it's it's kind of a mix of all those different things so it's it's like listening to a song that you've never heard before you listen to it and like someone goes some press is playing goes oh listen to this listen to this and you're listening you're like right okay yeah 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 it's yeah it's, yeah, it's good yeah you know, it's all right, yeah, or whatever, a bit meh. But then you listen to it ten times later on that day, and within two more days, it's the song that you've listened to most in your entire life, and it's probably your favourite song ever. But it takes a bit of time, and I'm, I think I'm preempting that with this, uh, with this Shane Davis fella, this Dirty Harry lad, and I'd love to get him on. So if anybody out there is fucking listening to this and knows who that lad is, um, if you have a, a contact number or name from, send it to me. I'm off the lead at gmail.com. You know, get him to contact me. I'll spin down to fucking Limerick and bring the mics, and we'll sit down and we'll we'll talk about him and what he's done, and basically we have the same type of conversations I have with everyone. Like we can talk about something specific or just life generally or anything. But great lad to get on. Um, the same, of course, goes for uh, Mr. Bow Club. If anybody out there has an in with that man, maybe send him a message. Uh, maybe don't mention that I bumped into him over the weekend because he probably thinks I'm a fucking raving lunatic. God knows what the fuck I said to him. Holy shit. Anyway. Um, but yeah, one thing that Shane Davis fuckers after doing is lighting a fire under my hole. I cannot fucking wait to really push the boat out because that's, that's what he did. Like, it's so fucking different what he did, and I was trying. I've been trying to wreck my head since thinking if I had, if I was him, growing up in my life, and I wanted to do basically what he's doing, performing on fucking stage, the packed house, and I had basically shown my mates what he presumably showed his mates, maybe over the years. I don't know if my mates would have would have encouraged me enough to go and fucking do it. Um, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to talk shit about my mates there either, because I can see if one of my, if your man Shane Davis, if he was one of my mates and he came to me with the the beginnings of what he's doing now, I probably wouldn't have been that fucking encouraging either. And that's a fucking sad reflection on me and everyone and society in general. Like and and this this is like this is going to be a kind of a heartfelt message to anybody listening. If you got something that you want to do, 
start fucking doing it and incremental steps start people that you're th- tell bleh, start telling people you're thinking about doing it or that you would love the, to do it or that you love the idea of doing it or maybe just fucking start if you can start it fucking start it and maybe nothing will come of it maybe you'll throw a load of time and energy into it and it'll be a load of bollocks or maybe you'll throw a load of time and energy into it and you won't want to do it. You go, oh Jesus, you know, I had this idea, it was going to be this thing, and it's not, and oh fuck. So I'm not going to do it. But at least then you'd fucking know. And you could move on with your life. And not fucking torture yourself. By not looking at a poster of some fucking singer and getting disheartened every time you, you see it. Or you, you see someone on X Factor or whatever the fuck it is. Or you hear the radio DJ go, and now we've got this new up-and-coming band. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, that could have been me, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, that's, that's the punishment. And that's worse than literally beating yourself up. Because that's kind of bullying yourself. Constantly telling yourself, you know, you're not good enough, you're not brave enough, you're not talented enough. And all that, all that noise in between your ears, that's fucking terrible for you. So whatever you can do to reduce the amount of that, and increase the amount of fucking fair play, lad. You know, well fucking done. You didn't want to do that and you did it anyway. And you made a bit of a tool out of yourself. But at least now you know and, you know, fair fucking play to you. So, a fucking thank you to Shane Davis. I'm going to do, if I, hopefully I'll get in between now and the end of the 40. But if not, I might actually save it for after the 40. What I want to do is something pretty fucking creative. It's not what he does. That's, that's, again, as I said, I don't really even understand it, so I wouldn't even try and do it. But I do like the idea of working on one of these solo episodes. So maybe not doing one. Like, if, if I did one a week, say. Like, these things usually take me about half an hour to record. And I'm doing seven of them a week. But if I only did one of them a week and it was only 20 minutes, and I worked on it for half an hour a day for the five or six days leading up to it, and I set up the mics and I recorded it properly and I had fucking all my T's crossed and all my I's dotted, you know, what piece of creative something would I come up with? And I'll give you a sneak peek into what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of going through the emotions. So... I'm going to pick X amount of emotions. So maybe, you know, anger, anger, anger will be an easy one for me. I can do angry. I'm, I don't know, I'm quite an angry person. I'm quite in touch with my shadow if, from the, the Jungian perspective. I have a fucking, <laughs> a well-sharpened dark side, say. And that's another thing that I like to talk about in another solo episode is, is the dark side that we all have. Um, the sad side is another one that I would be close to me. So I could do five minutes of sadness, five minutes of anger, five minutes of joy, but have it have it scripted and, and perform it basically. And I think that's what your man uh, Dirty Harry or Shane Davis has, has kind of he's lit a fire under I think my creative side and my my performing side. And I've I've been lucky in a sense that I've. I've had an outlet of that of sorts over the years because I've, I've pitched a lot in my sales career. So I've, I've pitched to supermarkets and I've pissed, pitched to investors and I've put together PowerPoint presentations and I've fucking sold it to people. And that's, there's an element of your creativity and your performance, um, 
coming out on you there, but only an element. What I'm talking about now would be a full-on fucking production, essentially. With, you know, fucking maybe even music and even that, just a music background. So I've been hearing a little bit a lot of people that the, the solo podcasts, what the, their favourite parts of the solo podcasts are the bit when I fucking get them going. You know, the, the rousing nature. I'd love to do a rousing fucking speech, like scripted and have it so that you could fucking listen to it if you ever needed a bit of a fucking jolt, say. A bit of a fucking up and at them. Um, but yeah, so a big thanks to fucking Shane Davis for, for doing that for me. And Blind Boy himself, I mean, he's just smashing it. Like, I will absolutely do a live podcast, 100%. It was fucking great. It basically was, if you can imagine one of the conversations that I've had with the different pe- different guests that I've had on, but instead of me doing it in the tunnel in my back garden, just with me and the guest, it would happen at a venue. So you could come and fucking, you know, not interact while we're talking. We'll still do, we'll probably have an hour-long conversation, say. Um, maybe, yeah, an hour, maybe 45 minutes, maybe half an hour, whatever. But that would have to be kind of ironed out, like. But the two of us would sit up, talk about whatever we talk about on the podcast. It would be a podcast. We'd record it for the for everyone who fucking couldn't make it, like. Um, and then you know maybe forty five minutes Q and A after it. Maybe there's room for the listeners to be the guest. So I rock up to a venue, have two seats, two mics little table in between the two of us for fucking glasses or whatever. And uh, whoever wants to come up and fucking sit down and do, you know, a 10-minute podcast or a five-minute podcast. Maybe someone's got a question to ask. Maybe someone will come up and instead of asking the question through a mic and me answering from the stage, maybe they'll fucking pop up on the stage, sit down, I'll introduce them as best they can, ask me the question, and we'll do a mini podcast. Maybe we could do 10 of them in a night. Maybe you've got something to ask. Maybe that's something that you'd fucking love to, go and love to come to. And e- either just watch or take part in or maybe watch the recording of it. Like I'd, I'd like to video record it. And I do intend absolutely to video record the, the podcasts, the, the guest ones at least. I don't know if, if this one would work. Um, Maybe it would. Maybe that's worth giving it a try. Like, I have a fucking 475 million gigabyte fucking camera on my phone or whatever the fuck it is. You know, the quality of our smartphones these days from, from an audio and visual perspective is just off the fucking charts. Like, I mean, Martin Scorsese didn't have the access to the technology that's in my fucking pocket. And look what he achieved. Um, speaking of achieving things, watch Cardboard Gangsters. Holy fucking shit, that's a good movie. John Connors, uh, you'd know him as the, the pipe bomb maker in the, the, the Love Hate, that Irish crime drama series called Love Hate, which I highly recommend to anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, a great window of sort into criminal gangland activity in Ireland, basically, um, as is Cardboard Gangsters. But like, Love Hate is a series, three or four seasons, 10 episodes a piece, an hour and a half long each, something like that. Cardboard Gangsters is an hour and a half long film. But the guy, the lead role in that, a guy called John Connors, um, got denied from everyone in Ireland looking for funding. 
and I think had to go to the UK to get it, but more fucking power to him. Didn't get it from the people who's supposed to be there giving it to him and fucked off and got it somewhere else. Um, so fucking big shout out to John Connors and he's lit a fucking fire under me as well because he's um, a travelling man, I think is the, the, the proper term. And actually, there's another fucking thing. He's part of a group of people, would you even call them indigenous people? I, I don't even fucking know. But they're generally refer, referred to as the travelling community. And there's something that's always kind of bugged me about that. And I think it's the, the part. And I think calling them the travelling community sheds, them, sheds light on them as, as the other. But I think if it was our travelling community, a little, a little tweak like that in our language can make such a big fucking difference. But I heard him accept an award recently. I think it was a, an IFTA or something. If you stick John Connor's award speech into YouTube, watch that. Fucking, ah, fucking great lad. A fucking great lad. But he basically talks about there being the stigma uh, associated with being a member of our travelling community. And... Uh, to the point where I don't, I don't think he has a fucking agent. Like he's a shit-hot actor, can direct like fuck, clearly, by the absolutely amazing movie that is Cowboy Gangsters, and he doesn't have a fucking agent. Make you fucking wonder, like. But anyway, check him out. Uh, a great lad, talented motherfucker, and oh, a real, there's a real fucking feel of a real rising fucking star in him. Um... And again, anybody that knows that lad or has an in with him and thinks he might like to sit down with me, I'll drive to him, I'll bend over his fucking schedule, we'll sit down and we'll have a, we'll have a fucking chat. Like, I think that'll be cool. But he really seems to be like a, a rising star. You know, he's only fucking 24 or something. He looks about 40 to come, but he, looks a bit, but he is, I think, only 24, 25. So he's only a fucking young lad, like. And fucking just smashing it. And I think it's... it's Plain for everyone to see that, that that lad hasn't even got fucking started yet. Do you know what kind of way? Like he's he's only fucking he's not even in the gate. Never mind out of the gate. He's fucking backstage warming up the cunt. Be massive thing coming from that lad in the future. And he too has inspired me to basically cop the fuck onto myself and get the fuck over myself and do something with the do something with the fairy tale fucking life that I have. And the fairy tale life most of us have. Like, we all have our trials and tribulations and darkness and all that jazz. And look, life comes with that. Like, that's the, that's the default. Like, but I think for the most part, it's fair to say that the people don't struggle through every fucking day as though this life isn't worth fucking living. Like, there's, there's great, there's greatness living in this fucking world. There really is. And we just, there isn't enough people reminding us about that. Like, and again, we see it in the fucking news. I might accompany this, the image I might use for this solo episode is a picture I took of the front page of the newspaper, Sunday morning down in Limerick. And I can't even remember what the headlines are, but fuck me, Jesus Christ. You know, someone dies, someone got stabbed, someone got pregnant, somebody, like, oh, just fucking terrible, terrible, terrible news in more ways than one. And... I think our media in general, like there's that saying, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. And if only there was maybe a, an avenue for a, like a good news newspaper. Like there's, there's room in that. If anybody's ever been thinking that there should be a, 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 
a newspaper edition that maybe not only did the good news, but maybe did a positive spin on the good news. And maybe that'll be a solo podcast. Maybe I'll take the fucking headlines of all the papers one day and just rephrase them. Because, and that's another thing, maybe I'll do that from the, from the kind of creative side again. When I get the time and I sit down and I write the script for the solo podcast and put it to music or whatever else, what I might do is pick a story. I've spoken about this briefly before. Pick a day that I've had and tell it from two different perspectives. Tell it from fucking happy Frano. Ah, you'll never guess what happened. And then tell it from angry Frano. You fucking cunt of a day. But tell the exact same story with the exact same details. But just have it laid bare for all to see how, you, how we word and phrase things skews our perception of them. And again, not to fucking drone on about it, but look, we're the commanders of our own fucking destiny. The world is our oyster. You know, I can't think of another handy cliche there, but you're in control. And if you're not, do something about it. Because you only get one crack at this life and why not be all that you can be? Why not aim high? Like, I, I saw Blind Boy there doing it, doing, doing, just strutting his fucking stuff and doing what he does. And I'm sitting there going, I can fucking do that. And then I thought, maybe I'll reach out to him. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll record like a, 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 a 20 minute piece and maybe I'll fucking support him. You know, be, be his support act and do a, do a 20 minute fucking segment or whatever. Or maybe I'll headline my friend's fucking sitting room of an evening just to, to dip me toe in, maybe. Like I'm doing this again, I'm, I'm pacing up and down in my sitting room, performing this, say, off the cuff. And maybe this is a precursor to me doing it in front of someone. And maybe that's a precursor for me doing it in front of a few strangers. And maybe that's a fucking precursor for me supporting somebody who doesn't really have much of a fan base. And maybe that will lead to supporting somebody who does have a fan base. And who knows? Maybe in a month, six months, two years' time. Maybe in, maybe in five years' time I'll be standing at the Tree Arena. Why the fuck not, like? Why the fuck not? And there's just that message of... You can fucking do it! Isn't hammered into us on a daily basis and it fucking should be. So on that somewhat rousing note, um, I'll catch us tomorrow.